This week on Jerk Radio, there's not much new in the game right now, so we'll talk more about us. We'll talk about what makes the jerks the jerks, from the in-jokes that might confuse the hell out of you, to the controversy of mighty fighting, and even our views on what makes a good supergroup. Plus, we'll make some comments about the pictures coming out of NCSoft's recent meet-and-greet, which pretty much means we'll be mocking all of it. I mean, come on, that's what we do. We're two voices short this week, but that's not going to stop us. This is Jerk Radio. When it's time for leaving, I hope you'll understand that I was born a man. Well, welcome to Jerk Radio. As usual, I am your host, Trace Evans, alongside Sean McCormick and Dr. Rob Sisko. We're two men short this night. Tony Strickland, Jimmy Erson, both without microphones or computers in some cases. How'd they, how'd they pull that off? I don't know. I think Jim just sort of avoided a microphone or maybe is somewhere. He's always on the move, it seems. So Yeah, he's in, um, I don't know, he, he, he's always jumping back and forth between uh, wherever he usually is and uh, Virginia. Yeah, I think he's normally in Maryland somewhere, so I have no idea what the deal is there. I guess he's just going to visit his parents frequently, so... Mm. Regardless, he's Michaelis, and Tony has the unfortunate um, situation of being monitorless. Which Ooh. is a very unique little situation there, since, uh, how does that even come about, anyway? I mean, did his, mic- did, did his uh, monitor break or something? I would have to assume. I He never really elaborated much on it. He just said, my microphone, or not my, my microphone, my monitor is completely dead, so... Hmm. You know, if I show up, I show up. If not, I don't. So, <laughs> which makes you wonder where the hell he was to be able to when actually... he typed that message. Yeah, when he typed that message, was he just somehow yeah. using ninja skills to connect to IRC and? Hmm, that's a good question. Because if so, then we could totally use him for a lot more ideas, like you know, killing everybody on the forums ninja style that doesn't agree with us. We aren't supposed to talk about that. Oh right. Um, you heard nothing. You heard nothing. I mean, we're not... Any rustling of the bushes is rain in a very isolated area. Clearly. But yeah, it's actually, to be honest with you, and I, I will go on a bit of a side here, I'm actually kind of irritated with the forums, and mainly it's because I started looking at them and trying to post. Wow, it, first mistake right there. First mistake, it's... And even worse, I went into the suggestions and ideas forum. Oh my god! It's essentially, where somebody poses an idea and 16 people immediately jump to it and tell them why they suck and need to die. You poor, poor man. And I was silly enough to go in there and argue that, you know, hey, this idea of having one-on-one duels anywhere in the game is actually a pretty nifty idea, and I'd like to see that happen, you know, sometime. And suggested ideas that could happen, and pretty much I've been told to eat shit and die. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's the usual yeah. response to pretty much anything in the suggestions form. What really gets me is that there's so many people who are so intensely against any form of PvP that if it even threatens to get within, you know, any distance of them, they want to quit the game and, you know, cancel their account and everything. Well, that's you know, I'm understandable not... considering that PvP in uh, City of Heroes kind of... um sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Badly. It's not like we're... We do attract assholes, and like any PvP community, it attracts idiots. 
complete jerks, and not capital J jerks, the lowercase normal jerks. Yeah. But otherwise, it's... People are somehow thinking that if a feature like this is implemented, there's going to be idiots running through the streets challenging everyone and griefing everyone all of a sudden. As if they well, somehow can do that. More challenging everyone than griefing everyone. I mean, and that would only be on, like, freedom. <laughs> yeah, We don't exactly. like to talk about freedom. Yeah, no, nobody likes to talk about freedom. It sucks. Man, I'm not even really that PvP-oriented, but I'd totally get behind duels because I find them to be more appealing than the usual free-for-alls going on where you get ganked by stalkers when you're trying to fight somebody else all the time. It's... I think it would be much more acceptable to have duels where nobody else could participate except Actually, you and the person you're fighting. I'd like to uh, butt in for a moment and point out that every single experience I've ever had in a PvP arena, whether it be a PvP zone or actually in the arena system that nobody uses, goes as follows. Step one, die. Step two, <laughs> die. Step three, die. Step four, bother this nonsense, I'm leaving. Keep in mind that I play a Claw's Super Reflexes Stalker. Well, there's your problem right there. Yeah, that's... Um, I think I can say without malice or without embellishment that everyone hates energy melee stalkers. Everyone. Yeah. Even yeah. other stalkers. Mm-hmm. I have no... Um, I hate them, they too. They make us look bad. They make everyone look bad, because... And especially... And that's the issue, and I think it would... Um, duels would correct this, and apparently everybody seems to think it won't in the forums. Well, duels would be more fun for the occasional, I don't like what you're saying, throw down right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Get on a rooftop and just do nothing but a bunch of duels, but that would create well, I think the lag. main problem with it would be that, um, I don't know, I think duels would be the sort of thing you can only really rationalize uh, the villain side, because heroes... Well, I mean, the uh, bunch of heroes we have running around with heroes in massive quotation marks would be the type to fight all the time, but classical comic book style superheroes, I mean, they don't really fight all that often. Okay, actually, now that I think about it, they may, they, they actually do. <laughs> yeah, they might have to. Yeah, I they forgot about the existence of uh, Silver Age, so, you know. Yeah, Silver Age, uh, angst. Lots and lots of frickin' angst. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's... It's an idea that would have to be really carefully implemented. They'd have to make yeah. sure there are a lot of ways to opt out of it. And people are saying that even then you'd get PvP people jumping around trying to annoy anybody who didn't challenge him. But no, no, no. The way you can solve that problem is if you. I'm sorry. I was gonna say the way you can solve that problem is if you have it set so like you can auto auto refuse auto refuse duels like you auto refuse team teleports. That would be yeah, like that. So actually, yeah, there's an option where you can refuse all team invites. So you know, refusing all dual invites wouldn't be too uh, too big a leap there. Yeah, no, and, not at all. And the problem is, you get people who say, "Oh, well, if they do that, then they're going to start dragging enemies on you and kill stealing you and doing everything they can to make sure you turn on your PvP flag." But that's not quite the same thing. And beyond that, it's there's no a lot harder to do that sort of thing these days, anyway. Yeah, it is. And yeah. Additionally. What benefit? I know other MMOs have the benefit where if you PvP so much and you win so much, you get special crap. Yeah, there wouldn't I, there wouldn't be much of anything here. I mean, they already yeah, have the uh, yeah, gladiator badges, and nobody do, nobody plays gladiators these days. So it's kind yeah. of a moot point. 
I mean, honestly, in all seriousness, and this seemed to be lost on the um, people in that thread because they didn't, they don't read. Because they're idiots. They yes, may actually, they, in fact, they, somebody supporting this say points that negate them and repeat them until they go away. That's because it's the only way they know how to discuss or argue anything. Yes, it, it's very sad. But really, if the arena was fixed to the point where people could just jump in and do quick battles there, which would involve not zoning into new places and UI and stuff, essentially putting a dual feature that only works in there, that might help with matters, too. Mm, well, like if you're standing in the arena, you can do uh, duels like right then and there? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sort of like the dual feature I was discussing, you know, where it's just like a team invite or a trade invite. And actually, you just, actually, I just got an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A more interesting way to fix the PvP system with the uh, arenas and duels and whatever would be... Okay, does anybody else think that the existence of the arena terminals, while easily while easily um, rationalizable... Is that even a word? Fuck it, it's a word now. While easily yeah. rationalizable in the game world, they kind of suck as a game mechanic, because in order to fight anyone, you have to go all the way to the arena and click on a terminal. An oh, interesting yeah, I... way to do this would be, if you accepted a duel invite, you would both do that spontaneous explodey teleport thing, and then you would be in an arena map. And then when you that hadn't, you teleport back where you were. That'd be interesting. So, you know, people wouldn't be fighting in the streets. It would be like, you, me, right here, right now, let's go. Battle mode engaged. Yeah, that yeah is, that'd, be, that'd be pretty that'd awesome. Be yeah, I'd be all for that. And, um... Daddy always had that. I discussed um, a while back on the blog of mine that nobody reads, which um, I like making that joke for anybody who's listening, um, is that we have the arena, and there's all those doors near the center of it that don't ever get used anymore because people just appear back at the arena terminals. They used to come out those doors after a fight. Mm -hmm. But if you take the arenas, and each one of them specifically, and have it so that... When you go in those center doors, which would then be active, there's actually a bunch of little cages or little arenas. And sort of make it a rocket arena type thing for anybody who's played Quake 2 or Quake 3 mods, where you decide, you know, I want to, you know, fight this sort of battle. I want to fight a one-on-one or a two-on-two or something like that. And you team up with somebody, you enter the queue. You know, mm-hmm. two men enter, or, you know, two-on-two men enter, and one team falls or one person falls, and then just keep cycling. Hmm. And, you know, you could have some arenas being, you know, loser leaves, you know, winner stays, or, you know, winner leaves, loser stays, or just, you know, fresh matches each time. See, that would be interesting. I think I recall having this discussion with you before, and I think we both agreed that that would be a way to fix the arena system because it would give people a way to do pickup fights really easily, as opposed to right now where you pretty much have to arrange things. Oh, exactly, yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of what I'm looking for with the whole dual idea is that... Yeah, the problem with the arena system is it takes forever to set anything up. Yeah, and Even people think, oh, it's only advanced. five minutes, but come on, five minutes for just a one-on-one fight? Yeah, that that's kind of ridiculous. Ten minutes, maybe five minutes if it's, uh, you know, first man or one fall match or whatever it is, it's not yeah. worth the time investment. If it's going to take that much time, you want it to be at least loading screen so you're going somewhere. Exactly. And it's just, there's so much to be fixed there, and it's a shame that people have to be so anti-PVP. And 
In all fairness, I... So much that. It's the attitude of people regarding PvP and the attitude of the developers regarding PvP. The developers seem to have massively overestimated the amount of support they would get for this thing, as evidenced by the fact that the arenas are fucking massive. Really, Mm -hmm. look how much wasted space there is in there. Oh, yeah. It's all just a bunch of multi-tiered things with a bunch of dinks behind desks and some arena terminals. And what... Well, I was going to say, I'm wondering how the city council got uh, got the funding to build these things, but then again, considering how many of them are uh, nemesis (laughs) automatons or council plants. Yeah, that would be sort of in the idea of um, creating smear ads against whatever mayor or governor Mm. or council member justifies that. mayor in charge at the moment? Anyway, it's a weird name. It had an M in it. I used to remember that. They used to joke the mayor was Cup of Joe back when she was the lead community coordinator for City of Heroes. Mm. Nowadays, I, was, I don't yeah, know. I think there's a dude oh. they mention in the uh, newspapers occasionally. Yeah, I'm not aware of the name, and that's sort of like trying to um, trying to ask an American who the Canadian prime minister is. There you go. They, they probably have to replace the guy every week or so, and they figure out, oh my god, the mayor's been replaced by a nemesis automaton. That's why Proposition 343 didn't make any sense. Well, it's either nemesis automaton or council plant or... Uh, yeah, yeah, council plants. <clears throat> um, god, there's so many of the bone groups that secretly put people in to do their bidding. Maybe a Malta operative or something. Oh, exactly. Or maybe he got hypnotized by the Circle of Thorns. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you- it's stuff like that. You really got to wonder how you can. And I should take a step back and remind people that we are on the Virtue server, and that's considered the unofficial RP server. So some of the storyline stuff actually supposedly matters to people. Yeah, I, I've never understood that. Yeah, it's and it's hard to really explain some of the issues that we have with the game, some of the gameplay elements, if you will. In, oh, yeah, like, uh, considering that this is the uh, unofficial RP server, a lot of the uh, RPers have seen, have seen kind of uh, lax in actually explaining all the stuff that goes on here. If everything is canon, then how do you explain, for instance, the auction house? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's an auction but house. But that matter. How think do you even it. explain getting the salvage and stuff you need to make recipes? Yeah, think about it. You're, you're level one or whatever. You beat up a hellion. And you take a blood sample from him, and you sell it at the auction house. And even better, if you take these blood samples and combine them with bore sites or maybe some iron, you can make a way to improve your gun's accuracy. Or maybe improve your fist's accuracy. What the hell does that have to do with blood, is what we're trying to say. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, do you just inject yourself with blood iron and bore sites? Yeah, I think they actually had uh, an explanation for this in one of the... uh, one of those uh, pre-issue newspaper articles or whatever. There's some, there's some mad scientist, Dr. Brainstorm or something like that. He had a really oh, okay. silly hat. The guy that lasted all of three weeks on the boards posting about stuff before they were yep. built just Positron in disguise. Yep. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some explanation for that, and they actually tried to put in an in-game explanation for the XP bar. That didn't uh, last very long. No, that, um... I remember that explanation. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah and there I've was got a meter maybe... on my wrist. Oh, look, yeah. it says ding. <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised the RPers haven't had some sort of massive backlash against that sort of thing. 
Um, I mean, prob- considering the big fuss they make over not connecting the black market and the auction house, I mean, for one, at the auction house, you're selling things like blood samples and uh, Rick D technology. I recall from the uh, I recall from the uh, pre-launch stuff that uh, anybody other than the government in possession of Rick D technology is uh, committing some sort of felony. Yes, they are. Which is why you know, like Cray, one of like half the stuff they do is illegal because it all involves Ricky technology, and yet somehow you can just walk into Wentworth and fence it and buy some inexplicably named recipe for a uh, enhancement that uses blood and iron and shit. You gotta wonder if we even have a president or a government working anymore, or maybe they just all left because they were sick of all the damn circle of thorns and nemesis trying to kill them. I'll they got Iraq. destroyed every other city on the planet, and everyone's just pretending that Paragon City is. Oh, everything's perfectly fine. You know, just don't go outside the war walls because it's a radioactive wasteland. Yeah, we don't. Are you saying the walls, walls are like way to keep people in the city? Yes. <laughs> and that's the other thing that gets me is maybe there's all these heroes around in Paragon City, and the talk of heroes being elsewhere. Well, there aren't any. Yeah, they all, they, they never really mention any fail. other places aside from maybe that country that the Sky Raiders like to blow up occasionally. And, uh, of course, there's the Etoile Isles, which nobody calls them that. Yeah. Okay. The funny thing is I actually just went through that arc you're talking about with the Sky Raiders, uh, West Libertalia. Mm-hmm. Or whatnot, that they apparently steal weapons and decide to blow up and oppress her. I don't even know. They I just love lighting that place on fire. Yeah, it's, you know, at times like that, it really has to suck to live anywhere outside of Paragon City. Yeah. If that matter, it sucks to live inside of Paragon City. I think, yeah, it probably probably does there. i got to imagine insurance rates in the city are, like, astronomical if you can even get any at all. Hmm. I'm not sure you can get any at all. I mean, come on. Everybody can walk a block, and somebody's purse is getting stolen in Atlas or a Galaxy. The two mm. star zones. Why would you want to live in a city where, if you carry anything with money or hell, even anything without money in some areas, you're going to get robbed? Yeah, I mean, if it's not your part, if you're yeah, holding you one of those green trash bags with an artifact inside of it, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're you're walking down the street, a hellion punches you and takes your purse. You keep walking. Mm-hmm. The Circle of Thorns kidnap you and try to sacrifice you to a demon. You get saved by a hero, blah, 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 keep walking, you know, and then you got, uh, Cray guards harassing everyone, and you got, uh, devouring Earth showing up and menacing everyone for hours at a time until someone shows up, shows up to beat them up, and that sort of thing. You can't walk 20 feet without by being the kidnapped or... Council yeah. Turned into a galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least then you get the totally awesome luchador outfit, but, uh, aside from yeah. that... Yeah, you gotta wonder if the heroes are really making any progress in this city RP-wise. No. No, you no, know why? Because they're all spending all their time at the auction house and in pocket D instead of going out and actually saving these people. How many times have you wa- oh no, not even that. When they outlevel all the low stuff, they keep, they just pass by all the um okay. Have you noticed after a certain point, you go from fighting street crime to fighting, you know, like space Nazis and stuff like that. Street yeah. crime has never been wiped out in Paragon City because everyone starts ignoring it after a while. I can't <laughs> stop this I have to go stop the council from kidnapping the mayor. Actually, I believe there was a uh, 
PvP topic on this. Um, actually, the PvP of the comic strip had a thing like that where all yeah, the characters yeah, yeah. playing a game, you know, help me, I'm being robbed. Sorry, lady, I'm level 16. You're not important to me. <laughs> help me. Oh, I, I sorry, I'm level the, 18, no XP. There you go. And that uh, Justice Avengers little Flash cartoon thing. Yeah, the thing exactly. that should have won the uh, should have won the first place for the uh, comedy thing, but didn't. Yeah, I didn't actually see that unfortunately because oh, I it was, it was avoided great. videos. But yeah, and for that matter, in regarding stuff we ignore, how do you think they justify dropping a mission now that, that features in? Ah, that's a good question. Yeah, so hey, I mean, when um, you mention dropping a mission, all I can think of is the response you get when you uh, when you refuse to do a safeguard mission because. I don't know. People don't seem as enamored with safeguards as they do lately. Generally, when you're grinding uh, radio missions or whatever, you uh, you go to the uh, detective guy, you tell him, "Oh, no thanks, I'm all set," and then you go back to uh, doing radio missions. But I'm re- I'm reminded of what the guy actually says when you do that. It's great. Like, what? What do you mean? Oh, I understand. You have something more important to do. Well, we'll uh, we'll try and deal with it, but it's not looking so good. And then you walk away, and then uh, shock treatment goes and blows up the entire zone. Which, <laughs> which shock treatment is awesome. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, um... Wow. It's, like... I don't even know if to really start with that, because there's so many ways you can go with the missions. Like, oh, yeah, um... Hi. You wanted me to save uh, Statesman? Really? Go in there with Tyrant and all that, and... Save him? Yeah, about that. Hmm. I'm going to have to drop that mission from you. I I just don't have the time, and I want to actually get room so I can get this uh, family farming mission. <laughs> I, I got to go in the... So, uh, I, it keeps showing up the I said, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is there really any rationale for that? Is it, is it assumed that eventually you would have completed the mission, or does someone else take over, or... I think honestly, and in all fairness, just so we don't. I mean, count- usually, when you fail, like the respec mission or something like that, they talk about the freedom failing showing up and fixing everything. Yeah, finally coming in to save your ass now that it's actually a dire problem. Mm-hmm. Although um, the uh, rationale for repeating the respec mission is kind of funny. If you screw up, the freedom failing shows up, fixes everything, and then they say, "Well, you know, the Sky Raiders are probably going to try this again." Yeah. So obviously, we haven't put any security guards in place or anything. Oh, they man. have two security guards in the entire Terra Volta complex there. They don't do shit. They sit around, eat donuts, and then the Sky Raiders show up like, oh, what are we going to do? They didn't even give us nightsticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like all outside of the actual reactor. The entire industrial zone is covered with enemy mobs, and it's like, don't you guys worry about the rest of the equipment? Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's... I get the feeling the entire Terra Volta thing... Everything is just redundant backup systems for the uh, for the reactor core. So no matter how many things that the freak show take apart to build more cyborg things or you know, sky raiders stealing, no matter how much they how much they do, they still have like 500 backup systems for the reactor. It's only when they start getting to the actual reactor itself that they start thinking, hmm, you know, maybe we should do something about this. All right, I'll buy that because that kind of goes hand in hand with the ineptness ineptness mm-hmm. shown in the rest of the city. Yeah, and as for the reactor itself, I mean, 
I get the feeling that the reactor could easily power the entire eastern seaboard, not that it's there anymore. I get the feeling that they could power the entire eastern seaboard if they, uh, if they, you know, brought it up to full power, but they can't bring it up to full power. They can run it at maybe 5% capacity, because if they brought it anywhere over that, when the Sky Raiders or the Richty or the Freak Show break into there and start breaking shit, it would explode and create an, uh, explosion visible from the moon. So they have to run it at maybe 5% capacity. You know, another idea is the power of the city. Yeah, it doesn't have power to the city. Another idea I have with that. What if they're just putting all these pipes in Caravolta just for the sake to have pipes and trick people into thinking they're important? I get the feeling from the from Terravolta's backstory that there were a bunch of industrial complexes or something like that. If it's not all redundant backup systems, it's just the ruins of old industrial complexes like factories and maybe the old coal power plants and that sort of thing. And they oh, just yeah. sort of, you know, crawled across the island building all this stuff, using it and then abandoning it, abandoning it until they finally got to the reactor, which turned out to be useful enough to keep staffing. So everything else is just completely abandoned. Wait. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they just put a bunch of pipes down and, you know, all of a sudden freak show think they're, you know, killing the power plant. You know, yeah, we're beating up these pipes. Uh, Clyde, don't they know that has nothing to do with the power plant? Quiet. Let them have their victory. <laughs> and just little things like that. That Yeah. But anyways, I think we ought to get into talking about the jerks as we are because we actually, beyond telling people that, you know, we mess with people in comedic manners. We haven't really talked about our past in any ways or true. advantages. And to start there, we have to start with our original name. And that's where all of this started snowballing. Indeed. As we started, we were formed by a bunch of people surrounding 1UP.com's editor. He wasn't back then, but he is now um, one of their editors. Uh, Scott Sharkey. And it was called the League of Illegitimate Bastards. No, it was the League of Incredible Bastards. Incredible Bastards. Well, thank you. I've already screwed up once. Mm. <laughs> yes, it's it's been so long. It's been over three years since that name went away because it was generic almost immediately, about a month after Scott Sharkey started writing about our exploits. Ouch. Yeah. Yep. As we we found still don't out, know who did it. It, what I We have a theory now, though. Test your server, when we were trying to make a supergroup there to test some of the issue 11 parts, we found out that bastard is a filtered word. Really? Yes. It, um, they won't allow it for supergroup names. So there is a chance that we may have just been automatically generic as they decided to add another banned word into the <clears throat> list. Wow. So That's we, though, assumed that we were generic by some serious business jackass that doesn't have a sense of humor. So then we decided, how do we push their buttons and make sure that the next time they do it, they look really bad in the process? And with that, we came up with the Circle of Jerks. Yep. It's not, in itself, a bad or disgusting name. <laughs> I don't believe it is. But if you've got a sick mind and you're thinking in that manner, I suppose you could drop the of and... I suppose it could be construed that way, you know? Yeah, that's not how we intended it. We wanted to be... I mean, a circle is a good, close, well-knit friendship. 
We're one big dysfunctional family. Exactly. And we're a bunch of jerks in the process, at least our view of jerks. And it's just a coincidence the two words came together. It really is. It's, I mean, we could have called ourselves Jerk Force or The Jerks or Mad Gear, but none of that sounds good. None of that really talks about the, best, the uh, I think the, uh, the best alternate suggestion, like when we were coming up with names for the villain group, was uh, Jerks as an acronym. Oh, yeah. That would actually... I don't even know how we were trying to make the word say as the acronym, but... I don't think it actually stood for anything. Kind of like how Smash doesn't stand for anything. Yeah, we have a... um, We used to have a sister group, and this actually caused us a bit of our angst, or caused a bit of our angst in the past. We had a group that was coalitioned with us called Smash Club. And they were a nice bunch of people. They had some really cool characters and were generally the same type of people we were. And then somehow that all changed. They became role players, and when they caught wind that we like to mock bad role players, they pulled their coalition and told us to fuck off. Seriously? Yeah. It happened in like two hours. It was like a two-hour deal, and then it was over. Because it was just like one girl in their group was teaming with a bunch of jerks, and we were joking about, you know, oh, my God, after this we ought to go to the, you know, know, this event and just start, you know, messing with the people. And she's like, you guys mess with role players? I'm like, yeah, we don't like bad role players. Oh. Well, that's not a good thing. Sure it is. And she started ripping us new on you. That's absolutely rude and evil. You're horrible people to do that. These people are trying to enjoy the game. And we're like, wait a minute. Yeah, did you not read the memo? Do you know who you're teaming with? Do you know who we are and what we stand for? It's 10 p.m. Do you know who you're teaming with? Exactly. And sure enough, she ended up quitting the team, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they disappeared from Coalition. And Wow, that's, that's special. We managed to keep the um, villain side group. We have a Coalition with uh, what used to be Smash there, just because they stopped playing their villains, and we had one of their guys that was actually relatively decent, a guy named Panda, and ah, yes, helped Panda. us take over that supergroup. Now, that said, that leads us into another bit of an inside joke that you might hear during the show, and we'll explain a couple of these because there's not much going on in the game right now. Panda. We blame him for everything. That's because everything is his fault. Everything is Panda's fault because he's Panda. Yeah. He is a um Asian guy who lives in California, works for um I think the FDA. <laughs> and he has the most serious um normal voice as I've heard. I think a good way to put that in perspective would be to say that he sounds whiter than I do. Man, I have not had the pleasure of listening to that voice yet. We'll have to get him on here. We we got him on TeamSpeak once. It was, yeah, I have not heard his voice. There's a couple voices I have not heard over the time, and I think it'd be interesting to get a few extra people on. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get anyone on this week to fill in the two vacancies. Yeah. Well, they're all busy playing the game. Yeah, they're all busy playing the game. We're thinking about maybe... Well, I'm playing the game right now, and I'm still on here. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, some people... Can't multitask. Can't multitask, uh... Looking at me in that in that way. 
that, there's one form of drama, and that's where we get a lot of our jokes from, is flaming Panda and blaming other people. And in fact, if we just go through the roster, I can point out a bunch of our cliches. For one thing, one of our other members, who you will not probably hear on here anytime, is Shank. Shank is the most suicidal, crazy peace bringer, which is the epic archetype, one of the two you unlock, hero side, that you will ever see. He's He will go into powers that would normally crash and kill him otherwise and survive. Yeah, that's the thing. He's suicidal, but he never dies. He kills everyone else. Mm-hmm. I have fond memories of... Uh, we did uh, Viridian's arc, villain side, and um, I don't know if it was something something with the difficulty, or if we just had two big spawns, or if it was the uh, bug back then where them going to light form would crash everyone on the team. I don't remember what it was, but we all rushed in to fight uh, Squid Cops. You know the uh, PVD awakened, right? And it didn't go well. And everyone ran away, but Shank didn't run away originally. Didn't didn't run away initially. No, we all went and hid by the entrance, and everyone else was leaving. And I play a stalker. I was like, "Oh, I'm invisible. I'm safe." And then Shank comes flying out of the flying out of the thing. No, wait, this was on his uh, this was on his stalker. Yeah, he was the craziest stalker too. In fact, yeah, he, he treats every as a uh, he treats placate as a kill someone other than me button, which is amusingly <laughs> enough. What happened? Because he came flying out of the mission past me, jumped through the mission door, and two seconds later, a crowd of 50 angry squid cops came around, saw right through the hide, and then, boom, beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that is... That, that's shank for you. Yeah, that, that was... He will... Quintessential shank there. Deal. And he is absolutely the master of keeping himself alive while not really being concerned about keeping anyone else alive. So if we ever talk about, you know, our suicidal squid friend or otherwise, you're hearing about Shank. Because he is completely insane and damn good at being what he is. However, there is one of his good friends and one of the other fellow jerks who is not so good at trying to stay alive and kill enemies without killing his entire team in the process. And that man would be X-Death. Yep. And this is where we get into a very interesting concept. A concept I like to call, and frankly everybody likes to call this because that's all X-Death ever screams when he's in the middle of this, Mighty Fighting. Let that take a moment. Yeah, I've not always been party to X-Death's particular brand of Mighty Fighting, but I would wager that everybody who's played the game has encountered it at some point. Yes, the idea of Mighty Fighting is to throw the normal jerk ideas of being a good player out the window and to instead impersonate a bad player that runs into mobs and leaves everyone else behind to die with things he leaves behind because he only half kills mobs. And then when they eventually die, all their angry mobs end up coming on everyone else and killing them. It doesn't always work out that way, but that's one possible juncture. That's how it usually works out. The idea isn't so much to get everyone killed. The idea of mighty fighting is 
you know, the whole epic thing. Charge into a giant mob of enemies and kill as many as you can before dying. That's mighty fighting. What X-Death does, uh, he kind of misses the entire point of, you know, charging in and killing as many as you can before you, before you drop. He misses the point, charges in, kills a few, keeps running. And then when they yeah. uh, can't catch up, they go and kill everyone else. Yes, and if everybody else is trying to catch up, usually he runs off and anybody else on the team with him is either in, uncap- or not able to handle any of the aggro or any of the mobs he leaves behind, but they usually die in the process trying to catch up to him, and that's always fun because... He starts screaming off, "Mighty fighting, mighty fighting, mighty fighting!" I can rem- I, I can I can imagine him. Uh, I can imagine him saying that in that voice. Uh, yeah, we got to get him on it, here. Essentially, in, to put it in another context, mighty fighting is like um, mighty fighting is the COH fighting, as mighty driving would be. Me taking my hands off the steering wheel, slamming down the gas pedal, and screaming at the top of my lungs, "Mad at driving! Mad at driving!" As I careen into a light pole and die. Yeah. And it, it, it can put it to anything, really. And we've discussed that before around um, the jerk house here, so to speak. Me and my roommate sigh. It's not fun. For anyone yeah. else except the person running into the battle trying to be epic. Yeah, I mean we've done that on the last mission of the Rec TF occasionally after all the uh, after all the objectives are completed. We interrupt this broadcast to interrupt this broadcast. At this point in time, Jerk Radio had to stop due to technical difficulties and other stuff going way awry. Tune in next time for the exciting conclusion of Episode 2 of Jerk Radio.